Hi, everyone, and welcome to Millennium Live, our digital diary podcast. We sit down with the top C-suite executives and talk all things digital transformation. In 1999, cybersecurity studies entered the NYU Tandon curriculum, making it one of the first schools to implement the program at the undergraduate level. Enter Nasser Memon, who started it all. He's the Vice Dean for Academics and Student Affairs, a professor of computer science and engineering at NYU Tandon, and founder of NYU's Center for Cybersecurity. We're lucky to sit down with Nasser after he led some key sessions for our membership at our transformational CISO East Coast Assembly. Thank you so much for being here, Nasser. Thank you, Karen. Thank you for having me. So you have a computer science background, and how, how did that lead into the cyber focus? How did you get to where you are now? Oh, that's a long story. Uh, <laughs> I started my journey about 20 years back, okay. before, and I started the cybersecurity program at NYU Tandon 20 years back, before it was considered an important thing. And I was, I was working in cryptography, and uh, at that time, security was like mostly cryptography. People in academia, at least, that's what they were doing. And I taught a class in cybersecurity. And then it's the students who got me into it. It it was a very exciting discipline for them uh, because they can actually build things, break things, like very hands-on. And they they got engaged and they taught me everything I know. So they they do the work, I take the credit. (laughs) (laughs) And now it's a full program at NYU. Yeah, we have one of the largest programs uh, in, in the country, I believe. Of course, it ranges all the way from high schools to engaging with high school students, undergrads, grad programs, a whole bunch of PhD students. So we have a very, very large program. And we've been talking a lot at this assembly about how it's encouraged to get them going at a young age, This uh, the tech yes, skills. Yes, so yes. to start them in high school, I mean, that's, right. that's incredible. Um, that... And people are even talking before that. So, wow. But we've been engaging with high schools for the last 10 years. And, and high school teachers, for example, and, and we also been engaging women in high school. So we, for the last five, 10 years, I've been running summer camps for women wow. in cybersecurity. Yeah. That's so, incredible. Yeah. So there's obviously a ton of startups that are coming up now in the cyber world, and it's one of the most prominent areas for IT innovation and, and right. funding. And so you actually co-founded two early stage startups, and it stemmed from NYU Tandon's best incubator, correct? Right. So what are some of the challenges of these startups? Why are some succeeding and, and why are some failing? So in general, uh, sometimes it's a timing issue, right? The invention may, may be valuable, the innovation may be valuable, but the market may not be ready for it, mm-hmm. right? So sometimes it's just a timing issue. And so, for example, about 10 years back, I started a company looking at, uh, 12 years back, looking at uh, sort of what I called infection detection in the sense that uh, don't worry about the doors and windows. That's what they were looking at, like Mm. perimeter defense. But the bad guys already inside do behavior analysis of the machines, right? And and I'll I'll, I'll do that and give you the top 10, which look like they're infected, but you need to figure it out. Mm. And they were not ready for it. Right? They simply wanted to know what patch to apply at that point. That was all cybersecurity. So timing is an issue if the market is ready for it. And again, coming from academia, from that point of view, many startups come from there. In this country, academia is kind of a, a driver of uh, innovation. Sometimes the, the lack of business knowledge, right? Mm-hmm. The uh, faculty members are not the best founders most of the time. You hear about 
success stories, but you don't hear about a lot of the failures, right? So <laughs> partnering with uh, someone with a savvy or experienced business background is, is very important. And some, sometimes I've seen my colleagues go into startups without that, and that, mm. that can be a problem. And I think the, the third thing is, is uh, people, talent. A startup, once it starts get, getting funding, it has to ramp up its uh, talent very, very, very quickly. The VCs want you to spend and spend. And <laughs> and, uh, and where do you get it? It's tough. So that, especially if you're competing with larger companies uh, like Google and Facebook who pay so much, it's hard to attract talent to join a startup. I mean, many do. People have that. There are many who like the whole startup game, but there are many who want a stable job and competing with the big big ones is, is difficult for a startup. Yeah. I can imagine. Yeah. So going back to academia for a second, um, what are you instilling upon these students who are, you know, really are our future executives? Yeah. <laughs> what is it that you're that you're teaching them and hoping for? In the beginning, we talk to them about the security mindset, right? So in the sense like security is a discipline where there's an adversary involved. Right. And there are not many other disciplines where you have such a situation. They say that in engineering, you're designing against God, right, because of accidents and hurricanes <laughs> and things like that. But in security, you're designing against the devil. Right, because the adversary—that's a hard job. <laughs> so the adversary will do ex- do exactly what you did not expect, right? So, so that security mindset is very hard to teach. It's it's done by practicing. Right by actually engaging in offense defense like games, so we try to do that, and we also try to point them to trust assumptions, right? Because any system you're building, you make certain assumptions about trust, like yeah, this may not happen, this will happen, and things of that sort, and that's the trust is what the adversary will violate, right? So you have to be very sensitive to these trust assumptions uh, that that you make. So that's in the beginning. As they, as we get more at the graduate level, what we try to instill in them is that security is not purely a technical problem. It's a business problem. It's a policy problem. It's a legal problem. And you have to sort of think of it from a holistic point of view. Otherwise, the solutions you design will, may not succeed, right? A people problem, human behavior problem. So we, we try to have this interdisciplinary mindset. In fact, we even started a master's jointly with the law school. So the students take half the courses in law, half the courses in technology with the engineering school. So, yeah, right from the outset, we even started a center called Center for Interdisciplinary Studies and Security, for example, right, 10 years back. So I think that that's important. People f- tend to forget the fact that security is more than simply technology. So then to shift gears and go to the executives, the CISOs who have the experience under their belt, right. um, what is the advice that you, you would offer them, or, or even just a digital enterprise leader in general? Um, how do you stay one step ahead of these potential attacks? You know, of course, this is happening so much now. And- right, right. Of course, I mean, I have a sort of myopic viewpoint from my own uh, academic sort Let's of... Let's uh, right? <laughs> So I would tell them that, and I do tell them, that the talent in your team is what is the most important thing. Because security is a process. You need the right people. You're not going to buy a box that's going to solve your problems, right? It's the people you need to have. So you need to engage with academia to get that talent pipeline, right? Currently, the way, way we stand today, academia, like, trains students on their own, Right, and they do a good job, but they focus on more long-term learning concepts and theory and things of that sort. And industry wants something else, right? 
and and the two and especially different disciplines they tend to drift apart and i think in security they've drifted apart at this point uh, they are cso's are not happy with what uh, students know coming out of school and i basically what i tell them is like let's work together let's do it together right so partner with the university so in fact we recently launched a cyber fellows program which is $15000 masters for working professionals in the country and we we partnering heavily with industry right all the top uh, industry uh, sort of employees in cybersecurity are are involved and they're helping us shape the curriculum right then they're helping in teaching the students too and i think that's very important that industry uh, work with uh, industry should work with academia to get the talent pipeline that they want and it's not about money it's about time and knowledge that they need to give us that's one of the reasons why at the millennium alliance we like yes. to bridge that academic side with the executives it right. just makes sense um, yeah, there's synergy on both levels it's a wonderful event i i really had a great time the and nice that- thing about it it's cozy it's small and it's not like conferences out there i don't want to name them which have 10,000 10,000 people right. and it's simply a hard time trying to find people talk to them so it's cozy and the right people are there they're at the right level they're knowledgeable and i had a great time learning from them and talking to them getting that opportunity to sort of talk it's very well, nice. good to hear we were happy yeah. to have you yeah. one final question mm-hmm. we're at the end of 2019 here heading into the new year mm-hmm. is there a specific trend that we should be keeping an eye on whether it's a technology trend or cultural trend in in cyber so, so there is this issue of ai right As everyone's trying to figure it out yeah figure <laughs> that out especially in cybersecurity like what role will it play mm-hmm. uh i used to be a skeptic in the beginning saying ai is not going to sort of solve our security problems but then perhaps it can help and also the bad guys will be using it as well right so so it's going to impact how we think about security uh, what kind of team businesses will have what kind of ai expertise they need so i don't know the answers but i think that question will start becoming more important yeah. so we'll have to just stay tuned yeah. <laughs> well thank you so much yeah. for joining us thank you yeah. thanks so much for tuning in make sure to listen and subscribe to our podcast exclusively on itunes and soundcloud to get the inside scoop from top execs in the world of digital transformation Our next transformational CISO assembly takes place on November 19th and 20th at the Hutton Hotel in Nashville, Tennessee. Head on over to mill-all.com for more information.